Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, back in your playing days, many, many years ago, uh, you at one point played for Santos in Liga MX, where you won, uh, among your many titles, a Liga MX trophy, didn't you? Yes, sir. Won uh, a Liga MX trophy. And the manager at the time was Pedro Caixinha? No, Benjamin Galindo. He came shortly after. Okay, so Caixinha played under you. Now, for those who don't know Pedro Caixinha, uh, give us a little bit of taste, because he seems like a really intense, kind of intimidating yeah. guy. You played for him. Is he like that in the interview setup, too? He wasn't like that in the interview setup, but as a coach, he's very much that intimidating mm. type of factor. He's very disciplined in his approach. He's a disciple of Mourinho. This guy started off mm. doing uh, editing and whatnot. He played uh, second division football, if I'm not mistaken, and, and made his way up into the coaching ranks. And he was ex-coach of Rangers, ex-coach of Cruz Azul, ex-champion with Santos. He's been there, done that, uh, made lots of money uh, in Qatar as well, coaching. And now yep. he's back in Liga Mekis because he believes in something. He's going to tell us about it. Yep, back in Liga Mekis and back with Santos. Here's Herc and Pedro Caixinha, one-on-one. Pedro, welcome to Football Americas. Thanks for being with us. So it's my pleasure. I will try to follow your English. Just try to not to, not to speak. Your too. English is fine. So you had already some time in Liga Mekis. Then you go to Rangers in Glasgow. Uh, and then you're in the Qatari football. But then you come back now to Santos Laguna. Why is now the right time to come back? I think it's always the right time to come back to Santos Laguna. Uh, because it's a great, a great institution uh, that we really share the philosophy that we, we see here since the very beginning, once we arrived almost 10 years ago. So it's, it's important for, us, for me in football that I followed some principles in my life, can be family principles, can be social principles, but also can be professional principles. And here was the place where I found people that I could share my vision that I could share my vision and I could build that vision all along together. That's the reality. I, I never found it in Qatar. I never found it in, in Rangers. I never found it in Saudi. So I never found it even in Cruz Azul when we, when we come back again here in Mexico. And a, a lot of, uh, of the organizational issue that we found here, that we tried to build together, I tried to took it to the other places. Because I, I really are believe on the, on the organization, on the process. If you don't believe in that, maybe you can, you can make the things happen. You can win in one or two months or even one semester. But I do believe much more on the process, uh, on a legacy. And I think we left something here. Now at the moment belongs to the past, belongs to the museum. We want to do it again. We want to have that process again. And of course, uh, with 10, 10 years distance, that means that you have more experience, that you have more knowledge, because you accumulated a, a, along, along the years. The, the, the club as well, now the, the whole organization, because when we were together, yeah. it was just one club. Now it's much more, it's one group, and the group is still growing. So that's what we want with this um, experience and knowledge that we accumulate along the years. Pedro, you have a long history uh, of football in Europe were brought up there, that's where your culture's from, you coach there at assistant coaching level, at head coaching level. Uh, now that you go back and you see, uh, how do they treat soccer in this region? And I'm talking about Liga Mekis, Mexico, I'm talking about uh, MLS, USA, Canada. Do they see it as competitive football? Do they see it as an exotic place? How do they view the football in this region? First of all, you need to, to ask me if this football arrives there and, and uh, as, a, as a networking. That's the next question. As, as the networking. Is it viewed? If you, if you can see it. Then. Yes. 
Um, in Portugal, we have a sports channel. Uh, we have uh, several, but the main one, you can watch MLS matches. Okay. How about Liga Mekis? Liga Mekis, I tried to, to get it uh, uh, to Portugal, and, and I could have done it at, at that moment. Because in the meanwhile, I was uh, invited to not to be like you, <laughs> but to be also working in, with the media. It was a different media because the, the, the Portuguese Federation created a sports channel mm -hmm. just to talk about football. No, nothing that can pollute the, the game, just about uh, positive things, yes. just about uh, training, just about Tactics. match analysis, yes. just about those things. And one of the points that they asked me was, we are, we are interested to pass uh, Liga Mekis. Okay, so let me put you in contact with the right people, which I did by Alejandro. Alejandro gets Iraragori, to, to the, the right, to the, of course, to the right, to the right uh, persons, and then they pass, they pass the matches. Uh, but that was all, just by one semester. So the question is, if you don't know, you cannot get one opinion. You, you cannot get uh, uh, create like a sort of information in order to go. I think that's an handicap. That's right. an handicap in order for you to to jump from here to get to Europe because it's if you don't know the product you're not going to buy it so they don't they don't really consume it there they consume more major league soccer because that's more available to them how they is that viewed to them they just don't consume it because it's not getting there I think that one of the major topics that Liga MX is must 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 focus in order to grow and in order also to get one sort of internationalization is to sell the product not only to the US where you have uh, 40 or 50 million of, of Mexicans mm -hmm. that by pay-per-view or whatever, they are going to pay right. you the product, they are going to buy you the product. But if you want also to expand it in an international level, so you need to get that football uh, back there. I remember sometimes some, um, some, uh, some interviews, for example, from um, Oshoa that came from Europe and said nobody saw uh, Mexican football right. there. Aguirre just came too much time down there and, and say the same. So I think that's one point. You need to get there and you need to pass your product there in order to, in order to sell it. You've now seen Major League Soccer from afar. You've coached against Major League Soccer, whether that's at the CONCAF Champions League level mm -hmm. or friendlies or whatever it may be. Uh, do you have any interest of coaching Major League Soccer? Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I have, I have, uh, I have been involved in like... Uh, the first one was, I'm not going to tell you clubs or names or whatever. I'm just going to, um, to give you numbers. And the first one was uh, when I just left in 2015 here from Santos. So that was my first experience in an interview level. Oh, you were interviewed by Major Interview level, let's say it in a, in a short list. <laughs> in a short list. And the answer was uh, the same from then until almost now. Because the last one was like last November, something like that. Yeah, last November. And, uh, and um, the final decision was exactly the same. So you don't know the MLS. You don't know the rules of the MLS. That's what you were told. That's, that's what, uh, what I've been told since the very beginning. So we are talking about seven years. Hmm. And that, that makes me have a little bit of criticism, but not criticism because people in charge are free to take their decisions. Correct. But I think that for you to progress, and I have a, a lot of progression as a coach be, coming here in Mexico, I'm going to tell you why, 
because you need to face Mexican uh, coaches mm -hmm. that came maybe from Lavolpe style, let's say like that, or philosophy. Lavolpe. Lavolpe yes. style, and they come from there. Uh, others from uh, Argentina, others from Uruguay, others from other places on South America, and you know that you need to face them, and facing them, you need to think differently. Correct. So you learn by that also. Okay. When you get on a steady state, which that's what I think that is happening, if you, for example, were a former player from the MLS, you receive your, let's say, your coach's badges by those guys, and they are coming along the time. That creates a steady state because everybody gets the same education Correct. courses by the courses or by the, the former coaches. So it will be exactly the same with one point that for me is even more dangerous. So it's, quite, it's, it's like a, a reproduction and the reproductions are always bad. Pedro, when you look at Mexican soccer and last year you had Cruz Azul after 23 years finally lifting the trophy, you had Atlas after seven years finally lifting the trophy. Does that tell you anything about what's going on in football in, in Mexico? No, not exactly. I think uh, I was, uh, I was uh, about to enjoy the New Year's Eve and I saw the, this past year a lot of situations like that in other different sports. Some, mm -hmm. From time to time that happens. I, I do believe that that happens. But I do believe also on the process. Okay, our leg sports is connected with Atlas. You yeah. know the way they, they build that process. So sooner or later, they might get there. Maybe it was sooner than later. And I know the process that Cruzes will need to do it also to get there. Uh -huh. I think that sometimes you go by statistics. Right. I think Cruzes will get it by statistics. To get there, to get that, to get yeah, there. They were one day, on that one door. day you get it. Yeah. And the other one was more about the process. But that, that might happen. What, what about, we always hear about los grandes en el fútbol mexicano. I mean, is that a thing of the past? Because now you look at the, what the new powers you have, Monterrey, you have Tigres, you have Santos, they're always contenders. Uh, are these grandes a thing of the past? In, in no, Mexico I don't football? think so. First of all, I'm going to ask you for you to define me what means grand. Right. What means the, a big club. Right. So, well, in Mexican soccer, they would say it's popularity, okay. history, uh, and money, financial, you know, economics, and okay. the act, actually how the team is doing today. Okay, so I will place history of the club. Mm -hmm. If it's a, a club with uh, not that much history, like Santos Laguna, right. but a lot of trophies, Correct. I will say, okay, you cannot buy history. Right. So that goes year by year. So that's one handicap for us, for, in order, for me, the way I see a big club. So history, uh, the popularity means the fans, and the other one means the trophies. If you have those, not only in the national level, but of course also in the international level, I consider a big club. If you go it for the last 15 years, you will say, okay, Santos is there. Successful. Why? Because they were the second team with more uh, uh, places on the, at, at Liguilla, mm -hmm. qualified to Liguilla. They are number two also in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. They are number one in finals, and they are number two with trophies. Mm -hmm. Last 15 years. Okay, so we are getting there. This is the right direction. But the time to get the history for you to have big clubs like you have around the world, it will take time. Like, uh, like Monterrey and Tigres, of course, the financial power makes, makes a lot, helps you a lot right. in that. But I do believe that they are, they are getting on the direction of the big ones, but you need to change at least these three points for you to consider them big. But at the moment, nowadays, they are definitely big clubs.
you stress a lot on player development, especially here at Santos Laguna, one of the few clubs that actually stresses that player development. Uh, let me take you for a second to what the Canadian Soccer Federation is doing or what the U.S. Men's National Team is doing, uh, and you see the amount of players being exported. Why aren't more young Mexican players going to Europe? Uh, first of all, that's, uh, that's the question of the passport. Maybe, maybe. Because uh, if you don't have a, um, an European passport, uh -huh. it can give you, can give you um, less space in order for you to get on the squads and to, to have the space on the squads according to the rules that you have in right. Europe on the different leagues. Uh, that's one point. Okay. The second one, I do believe also that the, the point of view about, about producing players should be on, ultimately on the, on the national team. But the national team wins if you uh, form players, if you, if you prepare players to be on the, on the, on the Mexican league and get, and get there, but you have more uh, in a higher level if you get them to the top five in Europe, like, uh, like the US uh, uh, soccer is doing, and then they go directly to the national team. So I think you need to change a little bit the, the philosophy, not only about for creating those players. And there's another point. My criticism regarding even here in Santos, and also to the, to the Mexican players go, to uh, educate them to know the game. One thing is create one player and educate one player by himself. Other thing is educate the player to know the game. One player that is not educated to know the game is not going to perform good in all the levels, in all the scenarios, in all the contests, in all the footballs that you might, uh, you might find. One that knows the game, the, adapt the adaptation is much more easy. What about your European counterparts when they see the different type of market that Liga Mekis is? It's almost many would say, and I would say it's an inflated market. It's not really on par with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. When you see those type of prices, does that affect the transfers or the exportation of players here? I don't think so. Because you sell one player a year, let's say, by 5K, and that same player can go to Europe with less of that amount. So it's not, it's not, it's not the question. The question is, once again, is that the people don't know, right. don't know the process, don't know the quality. They don't, of the they don't see the product. They don't, they see, don't see the product. Okay. With, with us coming here on the, first, uh, on the first moment and now, people contact us and, and ask us more about, about, uh, about Mexican players, about players that are playing on the league. We have more that contact and they ask us, oh, what, what do you know about this player? What do you know about that player? And because they have someone here that can provide them the, the right information that they are looking for. I'm curious, I know you know Jose Mourinho on a personal level. I know you work with them. I know you've seen him as a mentor. Uh, is, is, is it a common misconception that he doesn't trust the young player? Or, or is that pretty on par? No, I don't know him that well in that level. I do believe that for me, like for him and like for all the coaches, age is not an issue. Age for me is not an issue. Once again, for me, the knowledge of the game that a young player like 17 years old, 18 mm -hmm. years old, 19 years old is, is showing to you is much more important than the age itself. So if you, if you have one player that is mature and understand the game and give you what you want, for me, there's a, that, is, that is no problem with that. I do believe that with Jose should be the same. Pedro, thank you so much. Good luck in the season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hercules. Thank you to you.
Herc, it's so interesting. Whenever you hear somebody from the Liga Mekis side talk about Major League Soccer, they're always talking about the off-field stuff, right? Like, how can we catch up to what MLS does off the field? There you hear a perfect example of it. That's my big takeaway from the Kaishina interview, is that MLS is doing something that is making the league clearly more visible in the international space, and it's something that Liga Mekis is not doing, and it's having a clear impact. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's not something new, right? This is something that we've known. It's been harped on for a long time. Liga Mekis isn't seen outside Mexico, isn't seen outside of the United States, those two places. You don't see it in Europe. He was telling me about how they followed Nani religiously because of what he was doing in Orlando, in Portugal. Now, they had a system set up to follow these players abroad, and Major League Soccer was a big proponent of that. You don't see that with Liga Mekis. Also, very briefly, if you will, what he said about the coaching, when he mm. said about, when I come to Liga Mekis, I'm challenged by the coach. And when he talked about if you're learning the same coach, the coaching experience, or you're getting the same coaching experiences, excuse me, uh, as the rest, it, there's a stagnant line. You're not evolving. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, one of the quotes that stood out to me, and I actually wrote it down while he was saying it, if you don't know the product, you're not going to buy it, right? Because when you think of it, you say, okay, well, MLS is watched in more places than Liga Mekis, but what does that actually mean? No, I think that's where you see it maybe manifest itself in the most direct way is the transfer fees of players like, well, let's throw out the examples, right, of like a Johan Vasquez, very good player, well-respected, international pedigree, went for less than $3 million. Compare that to a Ricardo Pepe who went for $20 million, well, right? International that's a huge pedigree. difference. There's a, there's a difference there are between plenty U23. of examples. Look at all of the Mexican players that move. It's a it's a terrible loan deal. It's or it's a free transfer, right? And you don't see the maybe the last big ticket Mexican export. Diego Lainez was what 12, 12 million from America de Betis. No, that's the no, last big ticket. It was a lot more than that. It was like 17, 18 million. He was valued. He, his transfer sale was more than Lautaro Martinez from his Argentine club to Inter.